We back. So this is a continuance of the first part of episode nine for Loudmouth Stereo. My name is Shan. Greg is on here from Young Black and Bothered. And we are two podcasters that created a podcast using the stereo app to record with a live audience. If you would like to be in the show and play messages on the live show to be on the recording come to stereo when i post the damn marketing on ig or on tiktok or on spill or threads and even twitter at shambi pod and you'll find me and i let you guys know when the show is the great thing about stereo is you can give live feedback you don't have to wait for it all right, I'm going to go ahead and push play. Know of um, who wants to do a show or is in the know of uh, you, you should check out this podcast here. It seems like something you will like. I have friends that don't, shit, don't know shit about podcasting, know me in real life. We work together. And whenever I post, they're reposting my shit. Whenever mm. I post something, they're commenting on my shit. They, they bought merch and it's all about people reciprocating your shit. Your shit might not be their shit, but they reciprocate their efforts of you in some way and you do it for them in some way. You engage with them in some way. And sometimes that friendship is a real ass conversation about you not, you not carrying your weight or you could be doing this or... I hear your situation. Do you want my honest feedback? And mm. the person says yes. And you're just like, I feel like you should stop this and do your own thing and focus on this because you're really good at this. Like for the longest time, I've been telling Greg this. Drake's been telling mm-hmm. Greg this. You should do a show solely on tech shit because mm-hmm. Greg is very um, informed about tech things, items that can help you. And how to use them and what the benefits are going to be. I feel like Greg wouldn't even have to reach out to anybody if he solely did that in a certain way to catch the attention, which is Mm. currency for companies to come to him with shit. But even though we've had conversations with Greg about it, Greg has to want to and Mm. do it. We're not telling him you have to do this because we said it's just like a, a, a table that's big enough for everybody's shit when they want to talk about it. And that mm. is what's the, the friendship part about people that you meet digitally and how yeah. it's reciprocated. If you don't see it reciprocated, then that might not be no friend of yours. That might be somebody you just know from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to add to that, not only are, you know, the pod fam, right. I told them multiple times I've tried with the, the guest host and the, the co-host and stuff like that. The reason for, you know, I'm one of those, empath- you know, I'm empathetic. I'm like, all right, cool. I want to bring up, you know, a person along or people along. And after we had, we had the, the shut the fuck up is black girls time episode. That was red flag. Number one for me, red flag. Number two <laughs> was, you know, you, um, when we did uh, media maintenance and um, she was like, oh, I can't do the show because I, I got a boyfriend now. Then the other girl, she had, you know, a boyfriend that she couldn't do the show. I was like, oh, like, I, I understand. Like, you, you can't share what you want to share because you have the show. And it was like, oh, no, I can't. How did she say? She was like, I can't do the show because that person will be upset about me, you know, talking about these things. I'm like, we're talking about sports. Like, what are we talking about? Because remember, that show was us talking about sports. That's where the sports desk kind of came in. I didn't have a show outside of Young Black and Bother before then. When she told me that, I was like, all right, I'll go with Q. I've had my issues with Q. Everybody will tell you, like, I get more frustrated with Q than probably the listeners do. I've told them, I'm like, hey, like, I'm not doing a show this week if this going to be the audio. Like, audio quality to me matters. Like, ain't going to be too many smoke. At one point, like, his smoke detector was going off. And she was like, what the fuck are we doing? I can't give that to people. Like, like, what are we doing, right? So when people are like, well, Greg, why do you not do your own show? Trust me. I have every intention in the world to do 
my own show. But it has to be right. Like, I have to come up with that structure, and I have to figure that out. Um, like, even, like, Ashley, like, she, she's on the sports desk now. She and I, we've done, like, little, like, tech episodes, which I do like. And I'm just one of those people, like, I like to bounce the conversation to another person. So it's always like, okay, it's not the same voice for 20, 30 minutes. Because Greg can go on for 20, 30 by himself. So it would be nice to be like, all right, cool. Here's Shan's voice. This is this person's voice. But with tech, that will be a show that the moment I started, it's going to be a continuous. It probably be two episodes a week. Just in saying that. But what I won't do again is what I told Shan I would not do again. Have and there's no disrespect to women. I will never do a show with more than two women on the show. I, I will never do it again. That, that, I'll never fucking do it again. I felt like it was like tag team back again. Like, it, it was just, like, what the fuck? Like, yo, that, it, it still bothers me to this day. Because everybody thought that Greg was the bad guy. And then they listened to that episode. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, I didn't say a fucking word on the show. Not a single fucking word. Because I want you to hear the madness and the shit show that is that. Now somebody would say, do you still talk to these people? Oh yeah. On Facebook, I'll you know, I'll say happy birthday, happy Mother's Day, happy this and this and this and this and this and this. Hanging out with these people, you showed me your true colors then. I can't do it. I, I even heard once upon a time through you know through the grapevine, oh Greg just don't get you don't get along with women. I'm like, yo, Shannon, I've been doing the show for four years. Maybe you Listen, just a little bit no problem. Yo, I've been like, oh like and God, I'm, I'm going to say this and somebody's going to hate me. I might get canceled if this like clip goes viral. A lot of women are hard to get along with because they don't know when to, sh- one, shut the fuck up, or two, their, their opinion is their opinion, and nobody's trying to change their opinion. They're just trying to give their perspective, and it's like, nah, my perspective is the answer, and you have to accept the answer. I don't do that shit. I'm one of those people, I walk the fuck away. But now we've gotten so, I don't want to say sensitive, but we got to that point where it's like, when you try to walk away from a situation, and this is no disrespect to women, but there are certain particular people, men and women alike, when you try to walk away from the situation, they will throw a rock at you just to continue the argument. You're like, what the fuck? Like, wait, I'm, wa- I'm walking away from the confrontation, and you just want me to be here. I don't want that. So that's, that's what I received during that episode of Young Black and Bothered. Now, for when, when I say that episode, it was for the people who are, like, uninitiated. We went to a meeting, and the women of the show, even though, you know, Shan told me one thing I needed to do, and I did it. She was like, Greg, you need to have them sign a document saying that this show is your show, and there won't be any changes, this, 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 and this. I did that. I went and I contacted the attorney. I was like, hey, I need you to draw up the draft of what I need them to sign. They all signed it. It's all still in my Google Drive. I made sure that, like, everybody should have signed. So if we ever end up being the Reed or Joe Button or any of these big podcasters, I'm like, oh, our episode, like, you still owe us money. You have not been on this show in forever. Like, my kid will be three. We went through an entire fucking pandemic. Like, I've been two jobs in at this point. There's no fucking way you're getting any money. No disrespect, but fuck you, right? But... Getting back to that, we went to this meeting and I was told specifically that the show is not, it's not geared towards women and women don't have a voice. Now, again, without being disrespectful, I had to look around the room because (laughs) there were four women telling me that women didn't have a voice on the show. And I'm looking at me and two men. And I'm looking at the numbers, and I'm like, okay, there's four of them, and there's two of y'all, and there's me. And I'm when I say me, I'm the host, so I'm the facilitator. I'm the one that's pressing the buttons and hoping that people can spark conversation, right? That's where the, the chatty Greg comes in, because there was a lot of, if you go and listen to older episodes of Young, Black, and Bothered, or even uh, Good, Bad, and Unavailable when that was a thing, right? Like... I would have to fill in a lot of the conversation, and then people would have hot takes, and it was like it was like what Twitter used to be, but if it had like a vocal button, right? This is before Twitter space. It's like, all right, cool. Here's the topic, but y'all just give me y'all commentary. That's how it was. We get into the meeting, and I was told, oh, great. The women don't feel like they have a voice. I said, 
how the fuck do y'all not have the voice when it's four of you? And they're like, well, we need to, you know, for one, at least one episode, because clearly, like, the guys just feel like they just have, what they say, they're like, they have more of a leeway of what they can say, because when you guys get on the show, you talk about the women, and you talk about sex, and I'm like, women don't talk about sex, and men, like, what the fuck, like, don't Angela Yee and all these people, they got their own fucking shows talking about this, but we have women on the show, you can actually give your experience, and one of the girls, and it's no disrespect to her, she said, well, and Shan, you're gonna laugh, because you, you know it's true, and you still have the text messages to this day, this girl said, well, can I just put on a persona, or just act like, you know, somebody else, because I'm dating somebody, and I don't want him listening to the show, and thinking that's me, and I was like, the only way he would know that's you is if you fucking told him it's you. Like, what, what, what the f- Either way. So, they do the show. So, the show is still up on the feed. It's called Shut the Fuck Up. It's Black Girls Time. It's an hour and 47 minutes of the women on the show arguing amongst each other about men. And there's no rhyme or reason, there's no conclusion, it's just an hour and 40 minutes. At the end of the show, they asked us, the the three men that they told us we talked too much and they, you know, they needed their own episode, they asked us what we thought. We collectively said, we appreciate your thoughts, but we don't have anything. You know what that ended up being? Were you not even listening? I can comfortably say in 2023, not only did I listen, other people listened as well, and they were just as confused. So, that being said, that's one of the things I promised and vowed to myself. If I ever did a show with a woman, thank God for Shan, I'm not saying you have to be a yes person or you have to agree. You have to be of sound fucking mind and conscious. You, you, have, to, you have to be somebody who's not going to just see it just, just because you have titties. And that's no disrespect, but just because you have titties doesn't mean that, like, you're bundled in one group, and because I have a dick, I'm bundled in another group. I was so, like, I went to the point where I told Shannon, I was like, yo, I don't even want a podcast, for real, because this is just bothering me. And she was like, Greg, like, we're doing a show, like, we get along, what the fuck is wrong with them? Like, maybe, like, you're not the problem, and I didn't even want to make it seem like I was the problem or even like trying to allude to that. Shan listened to the fucking episode and she was just as confused as I was. Cause I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, like it's an hour and 47 minutes of y'all telling us how men ain't shit. And this would make sense if one of the three men on the show were fucking one of the four women on the show. But you're talking to married ass Greg, divorced ass Q, and Eric, who wasn't talking to either or none of the girls, right? So we're sitting there like, okay, so three men who have no involvement with you, and all four of you have an issue with men. Cool. This is, okay, this is the thing. Let me sum this up. Yeah. For for that whole thing. That show could have been really great with that title if the women on that show were dedicated to making content, good content. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think what makes our show work is the fact that we come to agreement on mm-hmm. what's a good show, what is good content, and the energy is um, shown through the show, and that's why mm-hmm. it make, it's a good show. I felt like a lot of times you were dragging mm-hmm. the people on the show to do the show and that's what made it easy for you to eat well easy for them to come up with bullshit excuses of why they couldn't do the show Mm -hmm. even though they knew ahead of time like we have shit and i'm not saying we don't have shit come up we have shit that come up and we don't do the show when we say we don't do the show but we Mm -hmm. come back we do the show Exactly. But those are legit reasons. Like you could have easily said, you know what, Shan, I'm not gonna be able to do live out stereo because um my wife is pregnant and we about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Greg was doing a show with let, me. Let, oh my oh the my week <laughs> before that. his baby came and and I gave him time after to not do the show and he still find you know times to do the show. Um between her nas, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 that want to shit that people really don't be having. 
nigga, th- thank you for bringing that up because I completely fucking forgot about that. But now since <laughs> we have the time, well, I, I have a little bit of time to talk about that. And again, Shane, will sh- we, we should make like the show notes, like what the docket was. I said in the first line of the notes, 45 to 60 minutes, we have been talking for over two hours. But let, let's just get to it. So I told Shan straight up, I was like, yo, like, you know, just about to have the baby. I'm going to take a break from young black, you know, from young black and bother and good, bad and unavailable. Right. Because, again, it was two different shows. Young black and bother people got it. They're like, hey, Greg, you about to have a kid. Take a break. Right. So I was like, cool. That, that's cool. Good, bad and unavailable. That's where the shit went left. I told them I'm going to take a break. I shit you not. Three weeks after, I get a call from one of the girls, and like, well, when are you coming back to the show? I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? What I, like, the baby is still like her fucking belly button hasn't fallen off yet. What the fuck are we talking about here, right? Like, these are things that I'm thinking of, and I'm like, yo, I can't say this shit to them. They said to me, we have to have a meeting. We have a meeting, and I let Shan listen to it. Because I was like, okay, nobody's going to understand this shit but you. So if you could please listen to this shit. Shan listens to it, and she's like, there's no fucking way this is happening right now. I'm literally at home with a newborn, and they're telling me, they're like, well, great. Well, this is what you did wrong. And I'm like, yo, you realize I ain't been here. I, like, This is not even my fault. And they're like, oh, well, when can we monetize? And I asked a simple question of, well, what have y'all done? Have you promoted the shit on your social media? Answer is no. Have you gone and promoted the show? Absolutely not. Have you gone and sent the show to the editor so it can be edited? Or did you send it to me instead of sending it to him? And then I had to go and send it to him to edit. Have you paid for the show to be edited? Have you paid for the microphone that you're talking out of? And anybody, again, will tell you. When it comes to Greg and podcasts, like this is when I was doing like the full-fledged tech review shit. I still to this day have microphones that cost over $150-200. Even like those blue microphones that I, again when we do the podcast or beginning to be a podcast of shows, I tell people, don't use fucking blue microphones. They're garbage. But I would send people, I've mailed people microphones. I sent one of the girls, I was like, I gave them a shore microphone, um, shore MV7, like one of the smaller ones. It's not the big like studio microphone. Gave her the microphone, Shane. She lost it. I was like, how did, how did you lose a 200? You lost a $250 microphone. And the fucked up part about it was like, okay, at the time, I was given, I had sent Shan a microphone. I sent, I think I sent Shan the blue one, but the blue one that I gave her was like 249 I gave the I girl that was on my, yeah, I gave the girl that was on the podcast the short, because I was like, all right, like, this is my show. No disrespect to Shan. I was like, all right, like, I want her audio quality to be, like, super crisp. I knew the blue was good, but I knew Shan know how to, like, work a microphone to make it, like, sound clear, right? So I get I it from my mama. Show. I lie to you not. When she told me she lost the microphone, I was like, how do you lose a mic? How do you lose something that's supposed to just be in one place? And she said, oh, I just, it's somewhere in my apartment, but I moved, so it may be in storage, or it may have been. I was like, you know what? Enough's enough. So, long story less long. When people ask me, well, when's the next episode of Young, Black, and Bother? I said, and I still say, I'm like, we're trying to figure some things out. And the reason why I want to figure some things out is because my rule of thumb coming back into the shows are this. If we're going to be consistent and do the shows kind of like how Shannon and I are doing the six-week, you know, six-two-six, like six weeks on, two weeks off, six weeks on, shit like that. Young, Black, and Bother, I told them, I don't want to talk about hot topics anymore. All the shit that's happening in the news, the conspiracy theories, the, the Kanye news, the Kim news and shit like that, I don't care. And it's not like I don't see it on my feed every day. Like, I see it, but I really don't care. So there's that. Um, diaspora wars and stuff like that. The gender wars and shit. Like, around the time that everything was kicking off with, um, this is Young, Black, and Bothered. Like, one of the girls got mad at me about the Tory and um, the Meg shit. I told him, I was like, yo, like, I don't know how to feel about this, so I just rather not speak on it. Well, as a man, are you not speaking because of this? Yes, because the man, like, what the fuck? Like, if I speak, you mad. If I don't speak, you're mad. So it's just, I'd rather you just be fucking mad. How about that? Um, but ultimately, with good, bad, and unavailable, all the girls, they're really still nice women. I don't speak to them because of how everything ended up. And that's no disrespect. It was just kind of, 
my way of like moving past the situation, but everybody who knows the situation knows it's like that's the only course of action for that. Because again, go back and listen to the episode. When, when anybody asks me, if anybody ever says, well, Greg, did you do anything wrong? Did you say anything wrong? Like, I tell them the story, and then I just tell them to go and listen to, shut the fuck up, it's a black girl's time. <laughs> I, I just, I li- when Shan, Shan at one point did not understand what I meant until I told her to listen to the episode. She listened to the episode, and the rest was fucking history. But, again, I, I'll land with that. We got a couple voicemails. And then we're gonna get back into the friend portion, and then we're gonna be about it here. Okay. I finally figured out, like, kind of what you did. Like, I, I think of stereo as like a recording room. So when I want to do like a specific, like, structured type of show, I'll use stereo as like my recording room. So like, I'll come in here, I'll get all set up, I'll do my show. Um, I typically have like bullet points. I have notes. I have stuff set up. Uh, and then uh, like, if I have people in the room and they're giving me feedback or whatever, sometimes I'll tell them like, Hey, like, I'm going to play your comments at the end. So blah, blah, blah. And then that way I can edit that out. And then all I have to do is just upload it to anchor and then anchor uploads it to like 10 other platforms. I think right now I'm on like, I think I'm on like eight different plat, like podcasting platforms. But I haven't made an actual, like, professional episode for a while. So, I don't know. That's something I'm kind of working on right now. As long as you're working on it, that's what works. Lord, hey, Greg, baby. I left and ate me some jerk chicken, baby, and came back, and you still going, baby. Mm, ain't nothing wrong with that, baby. Mm. Yo. Shout out to the panel. Shout out to the listeners. I just want to say both of y'all. I've been listening to y'all for three years now. Y'all super dope. Y'all collab is just amazing. So, brother, don't you dare stop podcasting. Shoot. (laughs) You super funny like Chan. Yeah. So, don't let that episode or that... uh, that show stop you from what you doing because you helping people. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, big ups to y'all. For real. Appreciate it. Alright, this friends thing. Greg, what are you adding to this friends thing? Because I feel like um, I feel like there's good people in this podcast area. Mm-hmm. But there's also people who just want to say I got a podcast and you got to know who your people are and are they pushing you or are they waiting for you to mess up? Yes. That's a so, so I'll do these in the form of questions because I, I put them in the notes as questions and the reason why is because I want it to be interactive. So since we do have people in the room and shout out to Brianna and I know Thotty Scotty was in here and Adderall Granny. Um, I'll I'll pose the first question, which is like, do your friends only want to hang when it's convenient for them financially? Now, the the reason why this is a part of this episode is because attention is currency, and it it's a direct correlation to the question to the statement, right? Um, and people have told me this. Um, one of my friends, he knows who he is. Like, he is infamous for going out four or five times a week. He'll go out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? And he lives in D.C. I live on the other side, like, in Maryland, right? And I told him, I was like, I don't go into D.C. because D.C. is too expensive. And the reason why this question is particularly asked is, you know, some friends only want to hang out with you financially. And he's one of those friends that whenever his funds are low, he comes on my side of the town. He's like, all right, I'm going to go hang out with Greg because... When I go out, I haven't been going out for three or four days, so I have money. So he's like, oh, well, you know, my fund's kind of low. You got it. The moment you stop telling people or the moment you start telling people that, hey, you know what? You got to fit the bill for yourself. You got to pay your own way. The the friendship dynamic changes. The, the thing I'm not that they thirsty no do, more. 
yeah, I ain't thirsty no more. Oh, I, oh, I can't do it. And, and this happened to me recently with him. And not just him, other friends as well. So a group of our guy friends got mad at me because I told them straight out, like, yo, I can't do Essence Fest. And I'm one of those friends, I don't go and I do the, the waiting game or telling you, hey, I can do something, knowing good and damn well I'm not going to do it. I told them when they told me about it. They're like, oh, yeah, we're planning this trip and blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's not in the budget. Can't I respect it, right? I respect people like that. Like, tell me straight up you're not coming. Yeah. Like, I act my wage, and I think it's justified, right? Like, obviously, yeah. people know I'm not working. But even then, it's just like, I, I'm not one of those people who's going to tell you I don't want to go. Because trust me. I do want to go. Like, I would love to spend time with my friends. My pockets, however, think otherwise. They're like, you know what? Not this time. Maybe next time. But I don't tell you next time. I just tell you I can't go. Similar situation with the bar and hanging out with my boy. When I told him, I was like, hey, you, you got to pay your own way. You know what he did? He stayed where the fuck he was. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I can't do it. So I guess the question that I'm posing to the room like I can't see everybody who's in it, but I see two. So I guess the question I ask, and I hope that they can answer it in a voicemail, is: Do your friends only want to hang with you when it's convenient for them financially? So that's the question, Shane. You can answer it. Anybody who's in the audience, feel free to answer it, and then I'll move on um, to the next question. My friends do not just hang with me when it's convenient financially because we all come with our money. And then I have friends that'll just come to my house and hang out. You know what I'm saying? But that's like my super close friends. Or we going to go do an activity. We're not just sitting over drinks to eat. You know, sometimes we'll eat together. But for the most part, that's not what we're doing together. So um, you really just have to know who your friends are. Okay, now that's a good answer. That's a good answer. So until I guess other people leave a voicemail, I'll go to the next question. Are well, damn, I, I wrote this all wrong. Um, are you the can-do friend who only gets hit up when you can do financially? Now it may sound like the same question I asked the first time, but there's a little bit of a difference, right? So when I say, "Are you the can-do friend?" meaning your friends want to do something but in order for them to do it they need other people or other friends to participate i'll give you a prime example at the end of july our friends when i say our friends like my friends have their friends they want to throw the high school reunion because we never had our 10-year reunion but they need the collective group of friends to add their friends to add their friends in order to do things financially. That's too much already. Exactly. In my mind, that's too much. Yes. Now, this also ends up happening on my daughter's birthday, right? So we're holding, no. we're having her birthday on a certain day, and I've already told them I'm the Magic Johnson gift. I ain't gonna be able to make it. I ain't, I ain't going right. That that's just me. <laughs> now. Yeah, the, the the Magic Johnson meme of him saying, I ain't going to be there, like, that's me. I told him, I ain't going to be there. Like, it's my it's my kid's, like, birthday weekend. I'd rather not, right? I now, feel like I that him, should be expected, though. Like, come on. Yeah, it's a yeah. Kid. But, but his issue, though, like, I, I consistently get hit up, right? I get hit up to do things financially. Not that I don't want to do them. I would love to do them. But people, they instinctively think, okay, well, Greg's going to do it because he wants to be around friends. And like, I'm, I'm one of those people who's like, all right, like, I'll do it if I can. But sometimes I need to be able to reel myself and be like, you know what? I can't do it. I just don't want to. Like, you know what? I'd rather just save the money, right? So the reason why I asked the question is, are you that, you know, the can-do friend who only gets hit up when you can do financially? It's like, people don't just go and say, you know what? Greg, like, you know, we're going to bring some food and drinks to your house and we're going we're gonna to hang out and shit, right? We're just going to hang out at Greg's house. Now, I'm sure there are people's friends who do that. Mine don't. I'm not saying my friends ain't shit. They ain't nobody. I wouldn't say that because these are my friends. But, like, I would love for the day because it has not happened in a very long time. We're like, you know what, Greg, 
We come into your house. We bring in bottles. We go on, watch TV, watch sports and shit like that. Hasn't happened in a very long time. However, the moment that they have things, guess who gets the invite? And guess who's expected to do? Greg. Mm. Every single time. So the question that I pose, and I hope that you can answer, at least, hopefully everybody can answer it, because it's a simple question. Like, are you the can-do friend who, not I won't say only gets up, but do you get hit up, like, hit on or hit up when you can do financially? I'll give, I'll give another example that's not including or inclusive of me. A trip, for example. Have you ever had somebody be like, hey, we going to Miami and, you know, you, you want to come with us to Miami? And you're like, yeah, I'd love to go to Miami. And you're thinking it's one of those things where it's like, all right, it's a girl's trip. Y'all going to Miami. They didn't tell you, though, that uh, in order for everybody to have a good time, everybody's dependent on your money because everybody else ain't got their money. Like, that's nope. the. No, no, my exactly. friends don't do that. Um, I, okay, I'll say this. I've gone on a girl's trip once when I was living in New York, mm-hmm. the Connecticut. That was cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody held their own shit. Everybody helped. Um, but now that I'm down south mm-hmm. and I work and I have two kids, I'm the friend where y'all could throw it in the group chat, but y'all yep. just know I'm not coming. I'm not coming. Like, it's too many moving parts for me to be a part of some shit and then have my brain be 100% where I am. Um, I haven't taken a vacation since Anya was two years old. Mm. Anya is nine years old. So, like, that just tells you, like, how busy my shit is. So, my my friends will bring it up. But I'm also the friend where they just like Chantal ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Chantal is using like, her rewards points from her credit cards to buy shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Shad, it happened today. I ain't gonna talk too long about it. It just the moment you said that, I was like, mm, let me go to my group chat because this shit just happened today. So mm-hmm. anybody who knows Greg knows I do concerts, but I'm I'm bougie. I, I like doing concerts that are indoors, and if they're not indoors, if they're outdoors, I'm still undercover in case it start raining and shit. And if it's like one of them all outdoor type of concerts and shit, I'm not standing in no crowd. I can't do it. Like I'm, I don't want to get. Y'all want a sneak peek of our other shows? Check this out. The first one is a clip from She Gets a Pod. That's my other podcast. And the second clip is a clip from Young, Black, and Bothered, which is Greg's podcast. You can find both of those shows on your favorite podcast app. Either way, you can support Loudmouth Stereo, and you're supporting us. Or you can support She Gets It podcast and Young, Black, and Bothered. Either way, we appreciate it all because you do not have to give us your ear. I am 35 years old, and these hoes haven't had a chill since to the point where if i'm in a video it might not even be sexual but because my nipples is loud oh my god she's selling sex she's trying to show her boobies no i am not but i ain't got nowhere to put them regulator so basically i have to go through like a background check in order to become a nurse on my background check of course they're going to ask me what my race is on the like when they had the the racist group together, like how they had them break, how they had them broken down, it was so odd. If you like what you heard, go check out Young Black and Bothered, which is Greg's podcast with his whole clique. All right. Thank you so much for checking out this show. This is Live Out Stereo podcast with greg and shan and if you would like to get your own merch to show the people that you love this show you can check out loudmouth stereo shop with teespring and order your merch get it shipped right to your door or you could gift it to somebody and that's how you can support us on the show or even better yet just a click away leave a review peace pissed on because it's happened before where like, I'm a, like at a, no, trust me. I should you know. I went to I went to a concert, and I don't want to divert from the story too far, but I'll just say this. 
I go to a concert, and it's one of those, like, like mixed crowd concerts, white and black and shit like that, kind of like Coachella and shit. And once the crowd is the crowd, no, I, I shit you not, once the crowd is the crowd, like, you can't move. Like, you literally, you in that crowd, you want to lose your friends, you don't want to lose your spot and shit like that. Now, me, I knew better. I'm not going and getting drunk here. I'll get drunk after we leave here when we get back to the hotel wherever we go, right? So when you get to these crowds, a lot of people will just piss where they're standing. There'll be girls who take a little squat real quick and piss. You standing and piss and shit. Again, this is why I don't do Coachella. Anybody will tell you, Greg, don't do fucking Coachella. But saying that to say this, I get a text from my boy, right? My boy. He 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 sent he doesn't text us anything. He texts us the flyer. He texts us the flyer for Music One Fest that is happening in Piedmont uh Piedmont Park, Atlanta in October, yeah. right? So has Kendrick Lamar, Janet Jackson, Megan Estelle, you know, all these people, right? Mm-hmm. So one of my boys says, I like to go if we can do drugs, with or without the wives, right? Now mind you, four out of the <laughs> Four out of the four of us, all of all four of us are married, right? Oh so, so I asked the wife, I was like, wife, do you want to go to this concert? I was like, I'd love to go, and I think it would be fun, and we all haven't traveled together to my knowledge. I was like, okay, one wife said it should be a guy's trip, so mine is going to be left at home. And I wasn't saying that disrespectfully, I'm just like, look, if she tell me this should be a guy's trip, that is literally a green flag for me to be like, hey. If y'all want to do this, we can do this hangover shit where we all have fun as guys. Boy, was I wrong. So then the entire story comes out, Shan. Oh remember, remember this time in October last year, it was my boy's wedding. I told you he had a whole bunch of shit going on with the wedding. All these rules and regulations. He didn't want to drink the night before the wedding and... He didn't want people. He didn't want to sit with the the groomsmen and the brides. It was a whole bunch of shit, right? But either way, he said, "My only, the only thing I'm concerned about is finances. Outside of that, I'm down to go. I had a great time." He was like, "It could be a guy's trip, cause, um, well, no, he says it could be a guy's trip because I would have had my anniversary the week prior. But I'm pretty certain my wife is going to want to see Janet. But I'm with it either way. Now." Here's the issue with this conversation in this text. You present a group chat with the fellas with just a flyer, no details, no nothing. Now, we know that you got married the week before, but the issue is when I asked and I was crystal clear. First of all, if you just got married a week ago, you ain't going nowhere for three weeks. That big no, no, me. What are you no, talking he, about? But Shan, here's the thing: he got married last year, so his uh, one year anniversary, his one year anniversary would happen that month, but the week before this concert. Now, here's the he's thing: he's disrespectful. He, he offered he offered the trip by just showing us the flyer. I asked. I was like, "Hey, I can go." I asked the wife if she wants to go, and. Yeah, like, she doesn't, but she would if she would have to, right? So, cool. We're all on, you know, we're all on board. Long story less long. He says, hey, you know, this would technically, without him saying it, we all caught caught what the fuck it was, right? I I saw the play and I called it. He wants to have an anniversary trip with her and the fellas, like, his, the wives and the fellas. And I'm like, this man trying to get a two for one special. Exactly. Here's the issue with doing that. I'm not going to a fucking festival with my wife <laughs> and my boys and my boys. Like, I'm 36. That's the last fucking thing I want to do is go to an outdoor yeah, concert. And, and, and Shan, like, somebody's going to say, Greg, that's the most ridiculous fucking statement you've ever made. But hear me out. A concert with your friends is a completely different concert when you insert spouses. Why? Because I ain't married. Yeah, here's the, here's the difference in the two. So, Shan, I, I'll, I'll use you as an I'm example. I'm going to listen because right? I have to baptize myself. Yeah, because this is... This is, you're probably going to laugh, but it's the absolute truth, right? So there's 
and I'll use the Pi fam, right? So there's me, there's you, there's Gigi, there's Baylor, and there's Drake. Gigi's gonna be like, hey, I can't go, right? You you say Gigi's out, right? Cool. Baylor, he's like, hey, I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna bring my wife. Cool. Drake's gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna go, but I gotta bring my wife. Cool. That's that. Me, I'm like, hey, my wife may or may not come, but more than likely she's gonna come because she's like, all right, all the other wives are going, so I'm gonna go as well. You're like, all right. So there's three couples and there's Shan, right? You would be Greg in this situation because Greg said, I'm going to go either way, either with or without her, right? The difference is this, and this is the reason why anybody over the age of 30 knows, one, we don't go to outdoor festivals. The reason why we don't go to outdoor festivals is because they're literally all fucking day long, like from fucking 10 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the morning. So there's that. So there is no, hey, I'm going to go to the hotel, go eat dinner, we're going to relax. Like, that's what couples and wives, husband and wives and shit do. They go out of town together. They might go skiing. They might sit at a lodge. They might go to the beach and shit like that. But everybody does their own thing. They come together collectively to hang out. Then they do their own thing separate, and they come back together. We would essentially be taking a trip, Shane, to go to a festival, to see Janet Jackson, Kendrick Lamar, and a whole bunch of other people. And what he didn't, he failed to mention was, this would be for his one-year anniversary. While that's nice, it would be about them. It wouldn't even be about the, the friends all hanging out, the bros hanging out, the bros and their spouses hanging out. He wants to celebrate his one-year anniversary at an all-day concert, which is the most ridiculous fucking thing you can ever do. Now, I can say this. I've gone to a, I've gone to two Rock the Bells um, concerts. Mm -hmm. Um, The last one was in New York, and that shit was 12 hours. Ain't no fucking way. And it took us two hours to get on the boat to get Mm -hmm. back over from the island to go to the train to go home. But your body, is trash the next day. Nobody yeah. tells you that shit. Yeah. Well, and here's the here's the other thing because one one of the other guys, Shane, he says, "Well, wives are coming," and then he says, "No blue flame," meaning no strip club. Now, somebody would say, "Well, Greg, y'all are married. Why the fuck would you want to go to a strip club and shit like that?" Some of us, we can go to the strip clubs with our wives. That would be fun for them for a night. To be like, hey, this is how the guys get hang out. When you go and they see strippers. Because, you know, when you go to a strip club with, like, a lady or something like that, it's a completely different dynamic than when you go to a strip club with just the fellas. When you go to the strip club with just the guys, they know they're trying to get all your money. When you go with the women, they'll give you free lap dance. They'll let you engage and shit like that. Cool. Now, your lady might get upset because, like, hey, why are you touching my man like that? But, hey, it is what it is. The answer that my boy got to this was like, oh, this ain't even about us. This is a trip for you. So one of the guys said, well, the wives are coming. No strip clubs, right? The guy who just got married last year, he says, shit, my wife and I, we hitting the blue flame. We doing our thing. Nigga, that's a trip for y'all. This is no longer a trip for the guys, which Again, and I'm going to say this, and I really hope people understand where I'm coming from. When you do trips, there's two different types of trips that you do with your friends. You do the trips with just the the fellas or the ladies, and you do the trips with the spouses. There's no other way around it. There is no, all right, there's going to be two couples, and there's going to be two single people. Somebody's going to end up being miserable, and here's why. You go on these trips... And I've seen it happen. It hasn't happened to me because I ain't stupid. Prime example, I'll, I'll use a cruise ship, for example, right? Say you go on a four-day cruise. You go on a four-day cruise, but it's you by yourself, two of your homeboys who have spouses, right? And then you have another person who is just out and about, like, whatever. They're just doing their thing. So two couples, two single people. The two single people are headhunting the entire fucking time that they're on this cruise ship. They're trying to get pussy. Meanwhile, their friends at 10, 30, 11 o'clock when their spouse is like, hey, I'm ready to go to bed. 
they got to go to bed too. That's on the middle, in, I'm sorry, that's in the middle of the ocean on a fucking boat. Imagine being in like New Orleans, for example, for Essence Fest. Essence Fest, everybody want to see Usher, Megan Thee Stallion, all these other things. Your lady's like, what? I'm tired. I want to go back to the hotel. When they are ready to go back to the hotel, you better be ready to go back to the hotel. This is why trips with spouses, certain places, not only shouldn't happen, you should just not try them. It's better off y'all go do your own thing separate because what I've been presented, and I know Shan's doing her thing, but I'll just say this. I was presented the worst fucking idea outside of everything I've already told you. They want to, Shan, collectively share an Airbnb. They want us all to live real world style. Not strangers, but a whole bunch of us friends all staying in the Airbnb together for four days. To go to Atlanta or, was it, Piedmont Park? Uh, Ped- what's the, how the fuck do you say that? Piedmont Park? Um, yeah, Piedmont Park, Atlanta for Halloween, essentially, to go to this two-day concert festival to see the likes of Nelly, KRS-One, Killer Mike, Megan Thee Stallion, Fabulous, Jadakiss, Coco Jump. There's a lot of people. But, again, I, no. That, the answer is absolutely no. But let me get to these voicemails before Shane gets back so we can wrap it up. Here we go. I need a show, baby. You think I can get me a show, baby? Mm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's never really happened to me. Um, Like, I don't ever ask people their situation because I would never, like, ask that, you know, like, it's rude. But Mm -hmm. if one of my friends was like, yeah, I don't want to do that or I don't want to spend the money, that's fine. Because, like, for me, Mm -hmm. it can be about the money. But, like, I don't ever spend money on things um, I don't get value out of. Like, I went on a family trip to Mexico recently, and I was one of the friends that got taken along. And the girls kind of turned on me because I wasn't doing excursions and I wasn't doing spa treatments. Um, I don't do excursions. I don't do field trips. I, it's just me. So I don't spend money. It wasn't about the money, but I think they were trying to find out if it was because they kept asking me and I was just like, I just don't want to go on excursions and I don't want to get a massage and listen to y'all talk. Exactly. Like, yeah, but they were, they were, I think they didn't want to spend the money. And so, but I was strong enough to be like, no. See, right there, Brianna, like, for for me, I absolutely resonate with that because my idea of a vacation is completely fucking different from other people's vacations. I had, for example, for my brother's bachelor uh, bachelor party, my brother-in-law's bachelor party, someone told me, well, Greg, why are you on your phone? It's a bachelor party. I'm like, because I pay fucking $300 a month for my collective bill, iPads, watches and shit. I'm going to use my fucking phone. Like, a bachelor party, I understand the the premise of it, but you're just tying it into what you said. Like, a lot of people feel like just because you're on vacation, you have to do everything everybody else does. The answer couldn't be a greater answer other than no. When I go on vacation, it's whatever the fuck I want to do that I don't have the opportunity to do in the eight hours I would possibly be working. For me, I absolutely love going on vacation, waking up with nothing to fucking do. I tell people, I don't do fucking excursions, snorkeling and shit. Why the fuck would I want to go snorkel? Like, did we not just see a fucking, like, uh, submarine or submersive just literally just fucking, like, kill people, what, three First weeks ago? First of all, I'm screaming in the shower because y'all <laughs> said Bro. they wanted one Airbnb for everybody. Nigga, and you- all I can imagine is... If everybody in the podcast group chat got an Airbnb, listen. and I can hear like Baylor and his wife punching, I'd be like, Baylor, you from the listen, back, listen, like absolutely listen. not. Shan, Shan, I swear on everything. I love. I'll let. I'll play. Actually, before I play the voicemail, <laughs> let me just say this about the Airbnb situation. I have a timeshare, right? So I have a, a family timeshare that you know the entire family uses, but we use it whenever we want to go on vacation. We rather use that than go and get hotels and shit, right? So. We got a timeshare for WrestleMania, WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. This was like 2016, 2017, right? So it was me, Jess, 
uh, my, my old friend at the time, his girlfriend, and my friend Ashley, who I do the podcast, the sports podcast with, right? So Ashley, she, you know, her boyfriend couldn't make it at the time. So it was just her and two couples, right? Now, the rule of thumb, how I feel about things is, like, I don't care if y'all going and doing the nasty. I don't care if you're doing the wild mango tango, right? If you're doing that, one, I'd rather you be quiet. Two, I'd rather you do it in a room that's closed off, right? The issue is these broke, when I say these broke motherfuckers, talking about the couple, right? Ashley was like, Greg, I will pay whatever to have my own space. And I was like, all right, cool. But the air, not the Airbnb, but like the timeshare, whatever, just they, what we had, we just literally had like a one room, like living room thing because everything was booked for WrestleMania. So Ashley, she ended up, was like, you know what? I think we had our bedroom. They gave us the bedroom. Why? I was like, I don't really care. So I had the bedroom, Jess and I, and then my boy at the time and his girl, they had the pullout couch. And then they gave Ashley the rollout. And I was like, okay, like, whatever. Like, I told Ashley, I was like, I'd rather you and Jess, like, y'all can stay in the room and be comfortable. And then we'll go and, you know, I'll stay out on the rollout, right? She was like, nah, great. Like, y'all a couple, blah, blah, blah. She was like, I'm cool. Like, I'm just here for the event, right, for WrestleMania. This is why people should not do Airbnbs with other couples and friends. Like, unless you, like... (laughs) Actually, no, it's not even unless. Just don't. Here's why. So, Jess and I are getting dressed to go to brunch, right? So, we're telling people, all right, let's go to brunch, blah, 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 right? My boy, he's in the shower. His, his, his nasty-ass girlfriend at the time, she goes, it's like, all right, you know, she was just getting out of the shower. He's getting in the shower, right? Now, I'm like, these motherfuckers, like, okay. One should be coming out while the other one's going in. So we could be getting ready. That's to go. what he said, man. When I I shit you not, they are, they are fucking in the shower, the whole you know, fucking shower. It was turning into what, me and one, my wife were going to go get brunch. Man, no, here's the thing. We didn't. We thought that like, and mind you, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here. I'm thinking, all right, they've already seen each other naked. She's probably get. She's probably getting ready while he's showering. Or, like, you know, she's getting dressed. Cause my, and the only reason I'm saying this, remember I told you the scenario. Like, there was only one room, right? So I'm sure she didn't want to go get dressed. while, Like, either one of them didn't want to go get dressed while Ashley's just sitting out there getting, you know, ready for brunch, right? They probably both got dressed in the bathroom. Because it was one of those bathrooms where the shower is, like, a completely different section of that. So even if it got steamed up, it didn't get steamed up to the whole bathroom being, like, used up, right? So... Technically, all f- all th- four of the was it? No, I'm sorry. All three of the girls could have all got dressed at the same time in the bathroom, and there would have been enough space. Like one could be showering, one could be on the toilet, one could be like getting makeup done and everything. All, all in the same bathroom. It was that big of a bathroom. What pissed me off was they started fucking in the shower, and not only did they start fucking in the shower, I hadn't showered yet. And anybody who knows Greg, I'm not petty, but it's like some things could be reserved for later. Y'all could have literally gone last if that's some shit y'all wanted to do. So I go into the bathroom and the condom is just floating in the toilet. I like to go and take a piss before I get in the shower because I'm not. That's disgusting, Greg. but, but, But here's the thing. Condom floating in the toilet. J- j- semen, semen, uh, semen just swimming in the fucking toilet, and then the condom wrapper is still sitting on the soap dish in the motherfucking sh- man. Y'all have probably heard me argue, yell, and curse a thousand times. This is a little bit different because not only did I curse, I I locked the fucking bathroom door. I went to a CVS and I got Comet and I sprinkled that shit all over the walls of that shower. The floor. I was like, yo, we ain't going nowhere until these motherfuckers clean this goddamn bathroom. Now, mind you, I could have called room service. I could have done all the things. I was like, no, these nasty motherfuckers need to do that. Now, what does this mean to y'all? This is why when I say Airbnbs and like trips like that, couples 
while it, it may be nice to have the camaraderie where you're all in one house and everybody's hanging out, that shit is cute for like a day or two. But when y'all together for a fucking week, like four or five days, that's considered a week to me. You won't want to fuck. You don't want to do things like that. But when it's like one bathroom, when it's like paper thin walls and shit like that, don't nobody want to hear that. Don't nobody want to see that shit. That, that shit used to be cute when you like 2021, 20, you in college, y'all all got to share the same space. But when you grown and you like to make noise when you fuck, the last thing you want to do is after y'all fuck, you walk out and you got to act like shit normal with the people that you cool with because they done heard you moaning like a bore and shit. Like, come on, bro. Like, mm-mm. That, that's a no. That's a dub. So, again, Airbnbs are not the wave. I tell everybody who will listen, if you want to go on a trip with your friends, you get a hotel room, they get a hotel room, and y'all work it like that. Airbnbs are cheaper, yes, but at the expense of what? Now you got to go buy food instead of getting room service and shit. You got to deal with other people and they nastiness and shit like that. Like, no, please, for the love of God, for the love of everything holy, if you're going out of town with your friends, do not get an Airbnb. Just get the hotel room. It'll be a whole lot safer. Let's see, we got Sonya's voicemail. Hey, you guys. Um, it's probably like midnight where I am, or like one o'clock in the morning. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, this is your girl Sonia. Shout out to the panel. Hey, Greg, and hey, Shan. Um, Brianna, Granny Alderall, and Honeybee. Hello, listeners. Um, Brianna, you, you did good to stand up for yourself. And mm-hmm. it just sounds like maybe those people were kind of probably like using you to um, right. spend your money on certain things. I'm not too sure because your message kind of cut off. But if, mm-hmm. in fact, that's the case, um, yeah, I'm glad that you're safe and you need to reevaluate your friendship with those people because like yeah. they weren't trying to pay for it. But you stood up for yourself. So that's good. Yeah. I have to agree, like, with Brianna, like, I, I don't know why people feel like when you go on vacation, you're obligated to just do things. That's why, again, I'm an advocate for, again, no Airbnbs, just get hotels. And if you're going somewhere that has, like, an all-inclusive, just get the all-inclusive. Because when you don't want to do some shit and they want to do some shit... Yes, y'all can go shopping and all that. I'm going to sit right here by the pool and I'm going to drink my mango tangos and my mahi-mahis and all that shit. I'm going to drink that. I'm going to have my fun because all my money is already wrapped into wherever the fuck I am. If I do go on any trips with any of my friends from this day forward, when I say this day meaning like 2023 going forward, it has to be an all-inclusive if we're going out of the country. That is rule number one. Do not go out of the country with any friends and it's not all inclusive the reason why is there's going to be a friend who one their car don't work two they're going to want to do the excursions and shit and if you like i think she had said that all of them went on the excursion and they got mad because she didn't want to go y'all can go i have other shit that i can do here like let me tell you something not- if i go on vacation i don't want nobody telling me when i gotta get up I want to let you tell me where to meet them the next day. I came here not to have rules. Shut Bruh. the fuck up talking to me. <laughs> Bruh, Stan, like that, that pisses me off. I've told people, like, even for that bachelor party, they woke up with a fucking itinerary. Nigga, I'm not doing nothing. We, like, one night, Stan, and I, I even told you about this, like, we didn't get back to the fucking villa until 6 30. And then at fucking 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning, they talking about an excursion. They were like, oh, yeah, we're going here. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going to be there. I'm in my motherfucking room recovering, trying to figure out what's to eat. I'm like, y'all, like, no, I'm not going places. Like, me, I, I love the water. But since, since I'm black, even though I can swim, my thing is this. I like the water. I like getting into the ocean. But once the ocean start turning from, like, that light blue to that that really deep blue like that actual deep blue sea shit Mm-mm. won't catch me there absolutely not um snorkeling i don't mind snorkeling but once i start seeing fish that look my height my size we're gonna have to turn this boat right back around ain't no motherfucking way we're going back that way right 
Um, also with excursions, um, the, the problem when you go to like these excursions, these aren't like hour, two hour excursions. This half the fucking day. So imagine if you go on a five day trip, right? The first day is just you just like getting acclimated. Y'all go and y'all drink at the beach. You go to a little club or whatever. Day two, they talking about excursions. But none of these excursions are like middle of the day excursions where you can go out at like three, four o'clock. These fucking excursions are like nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning. And the reason why is I've never been, I've been to a lot of places. None of the excursions are like, hey, you know what? We'll just do it in the middle of the day. They're always in the morning because they want you to be back at your resort before nightfall. Because that's when all the shit kick off. That's when all the, the stuff happened. When I went to Cabo, all the excursions, they were like, hey, you need to be at the dock by 11 a.m. And we will bring you back by 5. And you know why they said that? It's because 6, 7 o'clock, shit get real around here. We, we do not want you being on an episode of Missing, bro. Like, I'm telling you. So... When, when it comes to excursions, you just have to know the company you keep, but also know if you want to do it. Like for my bachelor party, for example, um, my, my friend D, she picked the excursions. I didn't mind because I was like, oh, that's my friend. She knows me, but she also knows I like. To this is the life. last story because Greg will have us here for three hours. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will. But basically we, we did the camel ride we went and did like taco making like i'm sorry tortilla making and shit like that which is cool but she asked me she was like great if we ever came back here we did excursions like what would you have wanted to do like i did these she told me she's like i did these thinking you would have the experience i told her i was like honestly i would have rather sit at the pool sit at the beach get drunk probably throw up go back to my room for three hours fall asleep wake up and do the shit all over again that that's a perfect trip for me like that is just something i'd rather do what i don't like doing is being told on my vacation what time i need to wake up and be somewhere so i can do something that i probably don't want to do for x amount of hours so there's that um and hold on hold on one last thing before we get you know before we wrap it up so this is a, this is a question i want to pose for people for the next podcast right which is what and i guess we can open the next show not next show but my next show in what um two weeks so the question is what's your friend value if it were a u.s dollar and i'm talking like one five ten twenty fifty a hundred like when it comes to you being a friend to other people because again attention is currency is the name of the episode i want people to think about it and think hard like what is your friend value if somebody said What's your value to your friends? Would you be a dollar bill? Would you be a $5 bill? Would you be a $20 bill? Would you be a $100 bill? Would you be a $50 bill? Like, do you feel, and it's, I'm not saying one is more expensive than the other, which is obvious, but it's like, what, like, what's the why? Why do you feel like, what's your rationale of being a $100 bill? Like, do you feel you give your 100%? Do you feel like you give 50%? Do you give 20%? Do you give 10%? Like, that's how I'm asking that question. When it comes to your friend value, do you always give that 100% or do you get 50%? Do you get 1%? Do you give 5%, 10%, 20%? So that's the question I pose for people for the next show in two weeks. And I can shut up from there. Um, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. But if I was a subscription, I feel like. I would be HBO Max $14.99 a month. And I say that to say no one will ever have 100% of my asses because I am a motherfucking grown-up and I am a mother and I hate being needed by people. I'm cool with being wanted, but to be needed means... There are some things that you cannot do that you should be able to do on your own, but you need me to do it because you just don't want to learn it. I like to be wanted by people, not needed. So I would say I would be a good $14.99 per month as a friend because you don't have Jesus 100% of my attention, <laughs> but when you need me, I'm good to go. <laughs> mm, and I'm not coming to all your events. But if you want me to see which option of your outfit, 
should you wear? Send that shit to me. If you trying on lingerie, which my friends do, let me see. Oh yeah, he gonna like that. Go ahead and wear that one. Pack that one. You know what I'm saying? But to think that I'm going to be in physical form where you need me to be every time, it's not happening, honey. And I feel mm. like the real friends that know me understand that. I have friends that I haven't seen in like four years that I went to high school with that could come into town, come to my house, and it's like we saw each other yesterday. People have to understand that as you get older, your requirements of friendship from me has to evolve. Do not think mm. we about to see each other each day and I'm going to have to have conversation for you each day because I don't have it. Mm. I agree. I, I ain't even going to go on a diatribe. I fucking agree. <sighs> but, y'all, this has been another one. Another long one. A two-parter. Infamous four. This is Loud Mouth Stereo. If you missed some of it, Shame on you. Shame mm. on you. But you can catch the whole thing on your favorite podcast app for Lime Out Stereo. Subscribe. Add it in your queue. If you don't listen to podcasts, but you like this one, cool. I appreciate you. Greg appreciates you. Go ahead and look us up. Add it on. And I'll have it up and edited sometime tomorrow because I have to go pay some bills at a job I don't like. Um, I have to be at the office early in the morning. I have to be up at six. I appreciate y'all, everybody that came in here. I appreciate y'all for commenting. I was a little MIA at the end because I had to stretch my cheeks in the shower and rinse off my sins from yesterday and wash my dishes because you do not go to sleep in a dirty house. Um, Facts. This is a good show, Greg. Thank you. J- just know next week and for the next five weeks, y'all are getting an episode every week for the next five weeks. And then we take two weeks off and we back again with another six, six of them things. So until next week, we'll see y'all. Loud in your mouth. Open up. Permission Peace first. <laughs> Bye. Oh, thank you.